0: Okay, so this is uh, Preston with my good friend Luke Thompson. Uh, we are in Minneapolis. Are we in Minneapolis or St. Paul? This is Minneapolis. We're still in Minneapolis. Yeah. And uh, Luke and I, I'm, I'm out here on a, um, a speaking engagement at University of Northwestern. Um, gave a few talks, but then in between talks, uh, Luke and I went out to go see The Joker. And uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago... You told me that no, like 3 weeks ago when when the Joker first came out, did you say it was the one of the most morally significant movies? Or you didn't say morally significant. Uh, I didn't what, was say your, morally. what was your What was your phrase? How man. how would you yeah, how would you describe the Joker? Cuz you would said say it's one that, of the best movies you've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Well, definitely in recent in recent memory. Um, it's one of the most culturally significant movies and um significant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that that's come out in a while, and and really uh, high quality art. I think that it's um, and I mean movies that are uh, significant don't always get. Mm-hmm. I mean they don't always get a lot of public recognition or do well at the box office, but th- yeah. but this one has. This and, one has. And so I, I think that's. I think this is one of those rare times when uh, those things overlap. Like, the, the success of it is significant, I think, yeah. in, in ex- uh, evidencing that there's something deeper being tapped into. We shouldn't tell people where we're at. We are sitting at—what's the name of this place? Well, I was just trying—so, like, this is the Red Stag Supper Club. The Red... Red what? Stag Supper Club. Red Stag yeah. Supper Club. So we're basically at a bar. So this is... Down, are we in downtown?
0: No, so it's, it's
1: right... So it's lower northeast Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah, I so, live in northeast. And so
0: we are kind of the only people we are actually sitting at the bar. Um, so if you're a teetotaler, this might be triggering... Because um, I'm drinking an IPA. You're, what are you, you're drinking like a sour or something. Tonight, it's so. non-alcoholic for sure. Yeah, okay. Non-alcoholic sour beer. Good. Yeah. Well, well played. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're going to have a conversation about the Joker. Um, and uh, we are in a place. There's some background music and stuff. So hopefully that won't be too obnoxious. But we just thought it'd be cool to go out and um, have a kind of debrief on the movie and just hit record and release it on The Elgin So Raw. Um, so why don't you start, Luke? I mean, what um, if you say it's one of the most culturally significant movies you've seen in a long time, like yeah. give us the 30,000, like what... Oh, wait, should we give a trigger or a, a spoiler alert? Because I think we have to talk about
1: scenes, so let's just... Yeah, I mean, we'll probably talk about things that are going to be a spoiler to some extent. Right, yeah. so
0: if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled yeah. <laughs> um, then yeah maybe you shouldn't listen to this episode because I, I would like there's a few scenes that I just I would love to yeah, yeah. talk about because I think they are I do think they are culturally and, and morally significant so um, so yeah with with those caveats in view um, yeah w- what do you want to start man what, what, um, what is it that the main thing how could you summarize for somebody who doesn't have a clue about the joke or the moral significance yeah. cultural significance like what what
1: is it so um, so I think um you could start by saying that that uh, I think going into it, a lot of people maybe assume that it's a typical superhero movie, mm-hmm. that it's kind of uh, right in line with a lot of the Marvel movies that have come out. And um, but this is, I don't know. I'm not a super. I'm not a super comic book nerd. So I think this is technically DC that did it. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Um, but but it's not. Uh, it's not like the typical. So the way I'd maybe cage it is Martin Scorsese recently said um, he made some comments that we were talking about earlier about uh, theme park movies, movies that are just, um, they're more like going to an amusement park and they're there for your almost kind of just sheer entertainment Mm -hmm. without much else, um, you know, so it's like going to a carnival, you go there, you eat some cotton candy, you play some games, you ride some rides, you maybe throw up, you eat a bunch of bad food. You know, you go home. It's just a period of going out, forgetting your life, mm-hmm. fasting, uh, just kind of almost crass amusement. And I don't mean crass, like, in a negative way, but just uh, base, simple mm-hmm. amusement. Uh, the Joker isn't really that at all. It's a um, it's a little bit of a... I wouldn't... It's not that it's unentertaining and that it's ungripping. Yeah. Uh, it definitely captures you and draws you in but it's not a I wouldn't say that it's a pleasurable or an easy no, viewing no, yeah. experience it's just, I mean
0: it's a disturbing movie on several,
1: several levels and Yeah.
0: sometimes in just a disturbing way and sometimes in a really good way like interrupts your expectations or your
1: categories um, yeah well and I think what's so it's um what's hard about the character is um so there's a few there's a few videos and commentaries that I've watched on it that have brought up really good points. And one of them that I watched was saying that you, because um, one of the criticisms was that the movie doesn't really it doesn't really relate to a lot of the other. J- I mean, there's connection points to mm-hmm. the to the Joker story, obviously, but a lot of it is just a character story of a guy. And you could have made any art house movie okay. about a character story of this guy. Without necessarily having the Joker title into it to draw you in, but I think one of the brilliant things that that did was, is that if you're going to a movie exca- expecting kind of simple escapism, it draws you into yeah. something that's a lot deeper and a lot more complex and a lot more uh, difficult. It's the kind of movie that's that you're gonna you're gonna have to think about and process through some of the stuff that you've watched. So I I mean
0: we talked about, this, talked about this before, but just the, um, how it doesn't fit any kind of ideology or, or propaganda box. Like, you know, I even yeah. asked, like, what is, I think I even asked you when you saw it, I didn't see it yet. Like, well, what's the message? Like, what is it trying to yeah. promote? And you said there is no, like, singular message. It is, it can't be stuffed into a certain kind right. of ideological or propaganda box. Yeah. It, it interrupts these neat and nice categories of good and evil. You have good people, you have bad people. Right. Um, maybe good people have some flaws, maybe bad people have some flaws, but they're still distinctly good and evil. But right. with the Joker in particular, I mean, the, the how he was caring for his mother struck yeah. me. Um, even the girl that he loves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little ambiguous what he ends up...
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think... Do you think he killed her? I mean... Uh, well, and that's part... I think it's somewhat left of an interpretation because they okay. don't show you explicitly, but if I were to guess just in my subjective takeaway from it, I would say that he yeah. probably did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what's... Yeah, it's, it's a realistic... I mean, it almost rem- reminds me of kind of like the... Uh, and this has come up in a lot of circles that I travel in, but the Alexander Solzhenitsyn quote of like the uh, line of good and evil runs down the middle of every man. and it's and that's because it's real is we all have good things and bad things about all of us. And so I think that's where the joke is relatable. And one, of the, one
0: that he, of the that he is not completely good or evil. I mean, obviously he's, he's on the evil side. He's but just a still relatable
1: person. and and I think that's what makes him, I think that's one of the most interesting things about the movie is clearly he's, a bad guy and signifies and exemplifies something pretty terrible in the end, but yet... If you can't relate to him through the course of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, I find you know that that would be a strange thing. You, that was one of the one of the most striking things to me about the movie is particularly like the bus scene. And this isn't this isn't even a spoiler because it's in a lot of the previews mm. and trailers. Is when he's playing with that little boy in the bus. Yeah, uh, and then, such a good scene. And then the mom turns around and chastises oh, yeah. him, and he tries to defend himself, and she <coughs> yells at him again, and then he just. What I feel like the movie does a good job of doing is it shows that there are all these... There's just a multitude of of bridging opportunities to reach out to this guy that is extremely isolated, extremely... He has an extreme lack of connection and relationship with other people, Mm -hmm. And, um, and he's just constantly stifled in those interactions all the time, you know? Like, he's interacting with this little boy... In a way that we've talked about, just kind of like that youthful yeah. innocence that children have when they go to a park, you know, when they're five, and, you and they just make him, like, a best in that friend. that scene,
0: you're like, what a cool, like... Yeah. What a beautiful
1: human being, but with yeah. this... Yeah. Because he's playing with a little kid, which is beautiful, and then his his mother just jumps... It's just... It's a cold... It's a cold, hard environment that mm-hmm. just makes your heart break for him, and then he immediately... And then he immediately goes into, like, his, mm-hmm. his psychological disorder, mm-hmm. laughter, which is... the the external laughter but when you're crying Mm. inside like everything Ah, inside is sad and hurt and broken but it externalizes in laughter.
0: Do do you think I mean I saw at least early on um, it seemed like it was trying to show how there are societal and relational injustices that form an evil person so that the evil manifestation is you know I often use the analogy of the tip of the tip of the iceberg you know but, but there's There's loads of things lying beneath the surface of that tip of the iceberg. Oftentimes we see the tip and we're like, oh, a bad person, evil person, whatever. But we don't take into account the extensive, complex narrative that is fed into that. Um, It seems like that's what they're trying to go after, right? They're just trying to show that you don't just wake up one day and you're the evil joker with no heart. You're killing innocently. You are actually a... like. So also, right. I mean, you were a blend of good yeah. and evil, and, and evil creates evil. Like, in evil society, and not evil might be too strong, because there's just some just subtle dehumanizing things that he experiences, but they just kind of start adding up, and it's just... Yeah.
1: Well, there's, there's a slow... I think in the movie there's almost a slow progression of Bill that shows his... Um, because one of the things that I noticed on this last watch, I've seen it multiple times, was his how his imagination. Because the movie goes mm-hmm. back and forth between, um, you you don't really know necessarily what is reality and yeah. what's not reality in his in in his conceptions of it. And there's a few different things that they portray as at least you you are you could think is are real to begin with, and then later you find we're probably just hallucinations or imagination yeah. like when he when he's watching um what's the guy's name murray murray yeah no. murray franklin and he's watching the fr- the show mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's in the audience and he brings him down and he connects with him and he's like oh you're the son i never had and i would have loved to have had and that's all just in his imagination
0: okay ah, we think that because I I, I I didn't I didn't catch that until the very right. end and, then, that was he, all and then it just
1: shows back Yeah, and he's just watching it on, on that evening show but it's just like yeah. his whole point was to bring joy so there's all these things early he's, he's looking to stand up comedy mm-hmm. to bring joy to people and like so he he has all these things that are tethering him still to I mean and this is the hard thing that's hard about it like tethering him to sanity or tethering him okay. to the continual game of of holding on to this reality that I mean whether or not that's sanity or whether that's not just this reality that's full of a bunch of and this is where all the masks come in because I think that's a lot of what the Joker is playing on is the Joker has on this face paint he's a clown Mm -hmm. he's wearing masks as the chaos ensues and increases more and more people are wearing masks Mm. but I think one of the artistic things that are that's happening there is that all of us are wearing masks. That's a lot of what the Joker... Oh, really? You
0: think that that was, that's like an oh, intentional yeah. point? I
1: think a lot of what the Joker is about is he's saying that, like, we're all wearing these masks all the time and we don't really care about people and and we're putting forth these images because that was a lot of... At the end with Murray Franklin was a lot of the the debate is he's saying, you're... You know, you're, you think that you're this good guy but you're not this good guy. You brought me on to do all these things and so... And I think that's where it gets into commentary on social media and and the current culture that we have and the news cycle. Is it's a lot of it's a lot of projection and, and constant news, but I mean that that's an angle in in this last watch that I really saw is mm-hmm. I almost saw the Joker and his his fully embracing what the Joker was as like a, as almost like a way of saying I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend anymore. I'm just gonna let the mask be real.
0: Like in that when he in that towards the end when he ended up shooting Murray, like that whole yeah. Just, I
1: mean that's when he's fully. I mean yeah. I think where you almost see him, where you see him. There's there's all these steps where he's progressing towards that. So like he, and this is the full on spoiler alerts, but like where yeah. he's, um, I think it starts. When he shoots the guys on the bus or yeah. on the train, yeah, it was definitely a turning point. And then there's, and then it slowly progresses to him potentially killing the woman who he, on the on the floor that he lives with, and then and then eventually like he finds out all the history with his yeah. mother, and he kills his mother.
0: That was a moving scene when he when they when they were going back about the psychiatrist telling his mom that you let your boyfriend beat your son or torture your son or whatever. And he's kind of reading that. I mean, I was getting... I'm not a crier. I I was getting choked up. I was like, gosh, what a... And again, I feel like the movie throughout, it it keeps tugging on your emotions of like, you hate the guy, you're scared of the guy. Then you're like, you like the guy, and then you are the guy. like That's where I felt like, we were just talking before we hit record, is like, all throughout, there were little sparks where I just felt like I was... I was the joke. Like I felt like there's a yeah. joker in me, like this, yeah. this just laughing, crying, balled up in the one, the the joys of life, the, the difficulty of life, and sometimes you wonder, am I just wearing a mask and doing you know, it's just I don't know. It was I just felt uneasy during the whole thing in a really good way, like in a in a disturbing yet helpful way. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned so you mentioned social media, that, that's something that and maybe it's because I've been so like in tune with outrage culture and social media. Like that's something I've really been paying attention to. And I felt like there was a message there. You even, you know, that scene where, okay, I mean we've already done so many spoilers. Yeah. Or, you know, When he when he shoots Murray, and then the television is capturing this, and like, you're, yeah. can you imagine shooting, like, you know? Um, even Colbert on life, you know, yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is a dramatic, yeah. violent, horrific scene, and then it backs up and you see all these like, you know, it energizer shows all, these and all these... TVs that but they're just like
1: portraying all this different information, and it's like, just one of the many. This is one of the many. It's one yeah. of the
0: many things, and most of the other things are just trivial things in life that we're just kind of yawning at. So
1: this is a really good. So I was, I mean, I've sent you some of this stuff, and you've. Uh, so you have not ever had Paul on your channel, Paul Vander? Clay. I've had Paul on. Yeah. Did you have once. Paul on? Yeah, yeah. And He's you were on his people. show. No, I'm supposed to be on his show. I just have. Oh, you had him on, on yours. Yeah. So, so he said in his, um, he was talking with. And I can't remember which conversation this was. He's had multiple conversations. So, um, and I don't know if you can put this in the notes or whatever, but he had this guy, Burn Power, who he's he had a conversation with about the Joker. Burn has put some videos about the Joker and about the history of clowns, which are phenomenal. Oh, you told me about that. I didn't read it. Which are phenomenal if you if you want to check mm-hmm. it out. But um, Paul brought up this point to to your point about the the news thing and the pulling up and all the screens and. And I think this is directly related, but like you've seen the Truman story, right? I haven't. no. you haven't? No, I know. I'm so sorry. Okay, the Truman Show. <laughs> the Truman um, Show. Yeah. So like, well, this will be a spoiler for you for the Truman Show. Yeah. So like, I don't mind. Spo- I don't okay. mind watching movies when I when you it's, know what's
0: going to yeah, happen. I don't. Yeah. Right? I don't know. So so
1: you, do you understand the premise of the Truman Show? It's kind of like, so like a fake society. Yeah. Or something, so this or, yeah? kid was born into a show, and this is before like there was even a lot of like. Uh, uh, what, what's it What's it called Like the fake The real um, like Reality the, shows Reality shows Right So then um, Truman is this kid Who's born Into a reality show And doesn't know it His whole life Is false Everyone in his life Are actors There's mm-hmm. cameras everywhere And he grows up His whole life To like To like a full grown Jim Carrey And he's living In this reality show Doesn't know it Oh wow and, um, and eventually what, what the show's about is he starts to realize all this and the world starts falling apart and breaking apart and he's trying to get out. And then, like, wow. the culminating scene of the whole show, it's brilliant. I mean, it's a wonderful show. It's one of Jim Carrey's best, is... He's finally, they, they've kind of um, ingrained in him this fear of the sea, and so he lives on this island, and he's surrounded by water. And then he finally tries to leave, and he's trying to get out of there, so he has to get on a ship to do this. And they create a big storm, because everything's trying to turn him back to get him back to the show without leaving and breaking the whole thing down. kind of like the village. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Huh. It's a disturbing thing, but eventually he breaks, and he pushes through, and he almost, they almost dies, they're almost going to kill him, and he pushes through and gets in the boat. And they stop it because they realize they're going to kill him. Like, he's gotten to that far where, like, he's either going to find the truth or die. And he hits, like, the edge of this dome that he's been living in his whole life. Wow. And he climbs out of the boat, finds these stairs, and, like, finds the door to get out of the whole thing. And as he's leaving, he says, like, his kind of catchphrase for the whole show, which is what he said every night, like, when they kind of cap the show and he'd go to sleep. And he's like... You know, like, see ya, and if I don't see you again, you know, good afternoon, good evening, good, good night. And he bows and he, like, leaves mm-hmm. the stage essentially. Walks out of the Truman Show, has realized what it all is, and he walks out of it. Mm-hmm and then like the last scene in the whole movie like the real movie which isn't just about the the show the Truman Show which is what it's about is these guys it shows all these people watching him because they're so invested in his life so there's these guys who are working at like a security gate watching him or something as they're doing the security job and Truman walks out and everybody's freaking out and it's this huge deal and he walks out and and the last scene in the whole movie is okay what else is on? oh wow and like, just that's, that, yeah. and like, that's what, that's but, the kind that's so the same what, feeling I had when it zoomed out and it's all the screen. So what
0: is that? Just, just the, is it the, there's so much going on and because we have access to be aware of so much going on that it naturally just pacifies, it placates your, it's just like, you kind of like. If you have too yeah. much access to everything going on, it ends up just feeding just I think... a laxadaisical, yeah. kind of laxodasical approach to stuff. Or I is think, it is there something else? I mean what's the I,
1: what I would I would check? almost say we live in a culture and I don't I don't know that the movie maker this is my opinion yeah. and what I took away from it. Like I think I think it's that we live in a culture that's so oversaturated with content and information and uh, Okay. And uh, and this is a repeated theme throughout the movie, that like that you that you almost are um, are numb to it. You're you're numb to any real meaning. We kinda of talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. It's like um, what the internet what the internet has done mm-hmm. or like T V or social media has done is it's given you so much content and so much information that I was talking to you earlier about signal to noise ratios mm-hmm. that like you you have so much noise, essentially, so many points of information and facts. This is a whole culture of, alter, like, even alternate facts. Like, what is true and the news, media, and spin. There's so much information that people... We no longer have... We no longer have anything to give us meaning out of that because it's just facts upon facts upon facts. What gives you meaning out of endless information? And it's, and it's, and it's the same way, I think, with, like, the Truman story... Or the Joker, like when they're zooming out and showing all the yeah, screens, yeah. is like we we live in a culture where we think we care about all this stuff, but we don't really. And like that's with, with on social media or news, or you hear about some tragedy over there, and it's and it's really easy to to quickly emotionally attach uh-huh. uh, feelings to that as if you care, but then you. But, but you don't embody anything and actually do anything about it. You're not living in a way that's any, that's any way connected to that reality.
0: Do you think the Joker is intentionally trying to poke at that a bit? Just that over-saturate, oversaturation with information, with justice issues, with this, that, and after, at the end of the day, the best you can do is kind of tweet some nasty response to
1: some racist person and then go about your day and watch another I mean I think you um, could take that as like as as a takeaway from the movie I don't know that they're cuz cuz again I don't think the movie is trying to be propaganda and trying to tell you any specific simple one thing I think that it's so it's so wide and brilliantly done that like you could watch it and take that away from it because there's so much multitude of meaning in it yeah. I almost I was thinking about this earlier the joker to me is almost and I'm not equating in the two but it's like it's, it's something like the bible or the gospel and you want to just be like well what's the bible about it's about a lot <laughs> like uh, okay. it's about a whole bunch yeah, yeah. and so and if you want to if you want to simplify and distill it down to something well like it's it's got a and I never know how to say this word but like a polysemy of meaning like it's got yeah, a yeah. There's a whole bunch in it, and and I think you could take away that critique from social media, within there, but definitely explicitly within there is a is a a repeated theme throughout it is that no one is listening to each other. Yeah. We don't understand each other. There's too much noise. There's too much noise, and and people are. Um, what something that I took away from it is there's there's not a depth of relationship and meaning and context because there's just um, it's the madness of the crowds too yeah. right it's it's there's nothing deep holding yeah. everything together and which is what leads to the chaos
0: yeah and in, in the whole theme of like the rich and the poor there though sorry well, I mean not even rich and poor but just the the people in power and the people that don't have power. So you have kind of this, you know, neo-Marxist theme of the, the the working class kind of overthrowing the rich. Yeah. And what I found kind of, I don't want to say. I mean, brilliant might be too strong, but I I love the fact that they they didn't have neat and nice categories there. Like you yeah. didn't like the rich. Like, is it Thomas Wayne? Is that yeah. You didn't really like. He's kind of a jerk. He's not that bad. He doesn't just he doesn't deserve to be killed. But I mean, you know, he's kind of a jerk. You know, in yeah. the bathroom punches him and everything. And and uh, but at the same time, when the when the when the is it proletariat? Is that how you say yeah. it? <laughs> When when they start overthrowing and rioting and overthrowing the rich, you're like, well, that's terrible. Like, yeah. so there is no when. The, it's almost like if anybody that has power is going to abuse that power, it's, it's going to lead to evil and chaos and there, there is no like there is no group no political identity <laughs> um, that is good like any kind of groupish thing is going to lead to chaos and, a, and an abuse of Is I don't know again I don't know if that's just me taking away if that's something they're trying to communicate that you can't it's not the richer good and, ba- and the poor bad or the poor good and the richer but there's just we're all messed up Yeah, and when we when we gather together in masses, that compounds the chaos.
1: Yeah, one of the scenes that that really stuck out to me in the last couple times that I watched it was um, when they're uh, kind of when he is fully when he's fully realized Joker and he's become that character and he's kind of planning some of his final things. And he's dancing because when he's yeah. dancing down those yeah. stairs oh, like man. he's he's fully embodied the spirit of joker and, and uh, chaos and the, and then the police are kind of chasing after him because they're because they're after him for his for the subway murders mm-hmm. and um, and they go and chase him on the subway I'm on the bus and he is chasing him but but there's but at that point everything has started to erode to the point where they're um, the clowns and things are starting to uh, to uh, do their um, you know street um, uh, protesting and stuff like that and and so he's he's going through in the bus and the cops are coming in to come after him but like it's it's reached a point the whole society has reached a point and there's garbage in the street there's graffiti everywhere yeah they like they come in and everything starts to unravel and they say like please get down move out of the way. But like, everything's too crazy at that point. Like, th- those appeals to... Because, really, I, I think that's what people don't realize is, like, those kinds of appeals to authority, like police and badges and guns... Yeah, yeah. They only work because everyone agrees to respect those things and that they work. And the movie shows it perfectly, is that when everything has reached that point, like, it doesn't work and the crowds turn on him And, and that's when you get into violent revolution. And, and um and I don't know, if, if I had to I suppose, and I don't know what you think about this, if I had to distill the movie as to what I took away from it and what I think it's mainly about is that it, I, I almost take it as a warning to our society that, that we need to um, we need to get to the point where we are listening and empathizing with the other and stopping mm-hmm. our scapegoating to such a degree that That if we don't, the the kinds of, uh, I don't even know how you'd say it, the kinds of um, spiritual structures that are holding everything together that we take for granted will erode to a point that all we're left with is chaos.
0: Would you say, if, if, if someone had a gun to your head and said, all right, you have to say, you have to identify one message in this movie. And, of course, you're going to resist and everything, but they're like, all oh, right, I'm, I'm about to pull the trigger, so give me some." Is, is that what you just said? Because I, I, mean, I definitely yeah. see saw that as a something that came out of the movie, whether it's the theme or a theme or even an uh, unintentional theme that came out.
1: I mean... Um, I think it's a warning to... Um I don't know, and probably the, the even the easier way to say it is, like, it's a warning to a society that no longer loves. Oh, that's good, yeah. Uh, I'm trying, I, I, everything you're saying, I'm kind of running through, like, various scenes and seeing, do they somehow contribute to that? Because the first time, I don't know, I think about it, the first time I watched the movie, I remember the, the main thing I took away, and it's probably just because I'm, uh, I get lost in the story and I'm an overly emotional person, was I just kept thinking, like, I kept thinking, like, this guy, I just kept wanting, what I wanted to happen was I wanted someone just to love him. I needed, I I wanted someone to, like, to hug him, to reach out to him, to... And he would have responded to that for the first half of the movie, right? I think he would have. And, and like, even even toward the end, I started wondering, like, what if at the very end, like, what if... Yeah. Do you want another one? Yeah, Sure.
0: Same thing. Uh, yeah, we'll do it.
1: Thanks. Yeah, so have get it the Is that Those, what I had? What I had? You had Todd the axe man, yeah. and uh, yeah, and I had the sour. Yeah. Um. um but no, I I think if if uh, even at the very end, like when he's going out on the show. Mm-hmm. And he's fully manifested in the Joker. I was just like, what if... Because even, like, the stagehands are looking at him strangely as he's doing his weird... Because the dancing... The dancing
0: is brilliant. I the mean, dancing is the brilliant, the but the it's also, is... like...
1: It, sh- it shows his progression. Mm-hmm. And I think of it almost... And I don't know the technical the technical term, but it's almost like the animus possession. Because there are times in the movie when he dances... Yeah. And it's awkward and not good. Yeah, yeah. And there are times when he I dances... Think. Thanks, yeah. man. And then there are times when he dances and it's like fluid and seamless and and like strangely brilliant.
0: So the first time he dances after he shoots the three guys in the bathroom at the
1: subway, and it's a little No awkward. the first time when he dances is like when he gets the gun before he's done anything and he's just oh, like dancing right. in his room and just being And that was like, awkward, right? Oh, you're a great dancer. Oh, thanks, you know, and he's like playing all this stuff in his head. But it's head. not it's unnatural. It's yeah, not Yeah, he's, he's not he's
0: not and then the bathroom is a little better and yeah. the, so there
1: is a progression in oh, this dancing yeah. you think For that's intentional? Sure. yes is the movie that stuff? yes yes <laughs> I do think so because yeah, on the steps absolutely. I mean
0: he's actually I'm like dude he's a good dancer like, he's yeah, like it's a different r- level rhythm and movement
1: yeah it's a different level and there's actually so so the guy that I was telling you about um, Burn Power he's put out another video about the Joker since then and, and because this is kind of it's already started this cult phenomenon so like even those stairs people are going now to those stairs in New sure York see. as like a and taking pictures as the Joker. There's a girl who dressed up completely like the Joker and, like, reenacted scene by scene and shot by shot doing that whole dance routine down the stairs. But, like, the difference is, and, like, he pointed this out and it's true, is, like, she's she's doing all the exact same mannerisms, but, like... But she's not a brilliant actor, you know? So she's she can't capture... Something about the spirit that he captures is, like... I don't know. It's, it shows why he's a brilliant actor. Because, like, when he's dancing on that scene, like, it just... It feels exactly right to the spirit of what the Joker is and has become. So
0: in his push and pull between good and evil, which is ambiguous for the first half of the movie, and ends, ends up pulling towards evil, the fact that he seems—I'm just thinking out loud—the fact that he's moving much more naturally, seamlessly, even when he's on the show before he shoots the guy, he just like is very okay with who he is, and he's yeah. not—he doesn't seem to be troubled. He's not—he's not even laughing and crying anymore. He's yeah. just well, he he's is la- who he is. his
1: laughing isn't laughing is no longer pained and restrained. Like, that laugh comes out and it's just free and okay.
0: So do you think that means who he truly is, is evil? Because that's where he naturally, that's where he feels most natural? Or am I reading into the...
1: It just made me think, like, with the the progression of the dancing, moving towards something that's more fluid, more natural. Well, and I think think if you asked the character of the Joker, he would probably say that, because that's what... Even when he ended up in this scene killing his mom, that's what he ended up saying. He's, he's just like, I realized, you know, because he goes through all that. He says, you told me my whole life that this laugh was, was, was wrong and off and that I shouldn't be doing it. Mm. And, that, and, and that, you know, I was supposed to bring joy into the world and called me happy. But he's like, my whole life has been sad. I haven't been happy one day in my whole life. Oh,
0: so depressing, that line. Yeah. Oh,
1: my god. And then he says, like, but now he's like, I'm perfectly okay with it because I've realized my life isn't a tragedy. It's, it's a, a comedy. comedy. So
0: that line, do you think that that is yeah. a fulcrum of that? I mean, is oh, that, yeah, for sure. I thought my life was a tragedy. Now I realize it's a comedy. Can you mm-hmm. unpack that a bit? Cause I, just, I kept trying to mull over that, but then the movie kept going. And I didn't have time to, like, really, like, because I, I think that was a... I and mean, that's a profound line.
1: I thought my life I Think was a it tragedy, is, tragedy, but... And I don't even know if I know... I kn- it's, it's one of those things that I know is significant, and I don't even know if I know how to talk it out. Um, he's... I don't... Because the, the way that I would illustrate it is, is like with his laugh, because he starts with that laugh that's just pain. So his whole... His social tick is that he has this laugh that he laughs in situations where it doesn't match what he's really feeling. Well, so it's like, like when, when he's fe-
0: anxious, like yeah, like when he feels anxious situation. or
1: wow. awkward or uncomfortable, he'll laugh. So his and cry. Yeah. He's so so like his his external doesn't match the internal, mm-hmm. which is very much like the clown. The very first scene in the movie when he comes in and he has a clown face on, and he's trying to like.
0: Yeah, and he's
1: forcing himself to have a smile as he's crying. Like this is. Oh, that's right. The movie, the movie. When you rewatch it over and over and over, it's brilliant. Like all the things that captures the whole movie, right? Of course. That tear coming down with his makeup. The first words, as the as the scene is opening, before you even see anything, is like all news all the time. Like those are the first words. Yeah. Out of hitway, out of his mouth? Or no, no, it's like, it's a news show, but it, but like, that's the... All news are, all the time. Yeah. So that's got to be a
0: major theme that's intended, yeah. that we are so bombarded with so much news, some tragedy, some comedy, and we don't know how to sort it all out. Yeah. It, it's I mean, in a sense, it's kind of like The Hunger Games, right? I mean, you're, you know... I think it's related, yeah. Um, or even, I, I this is going to take us way off track, but... I've been disturbed by Coldplay's new song, Orphans. Are you a Coldplay okay.
1: fan? Uh, no, I, I mean, I know of them vaguely, but not to the degree you So they're are. releasing
0: a new album. Yeah. They have a song titled Orphans. Yeah. The lyrics are about the Syrian Damascus bombing in 2018 okay. when there's tons of bombing created, yeah. created orphans. Yeah. It's a, the, the lyrics are dark i was maybe quasi dark they're just real they're just raw real not happy but the the tune of the song is super peppy
1: peppy oh dude it's
0: like so attractive and even when he sings it he's like dancing and everything and i'm i've been i've been trying to figure out what's the what's the relationship between the lyrics and the tune and somebody on twitter a friend of mine said i i think it's him contrasting All the horrors Going on in the world And the West mm. Just Life is Going on And I'm going yeah. to Walmart I'm doing the, You know yeah. Like Happy happy But then it's like Well wait a minute uh, Then I can't sing this song Like If I Like the tune Then I'm mimicking The very Western um, You know um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for The Western just ambivalence or just just right. you know um, yawning at, at what's going on around the world right. if that I, again I don't know if that's the intentionality well, but it almost it's like you literally can't sing the song if that's what's going on you can, or you can't like or it, it takes a really weird. Yeah, the weird second you enjoy day, it, which yeah. you will because it's a great song. Yeah, the second you enjoy it, you embody the very contradictions he's trying to preach. If that's right. what's going on, if it right. is, then it's like the. Which is a really inter- <laughs> inter- Which is a
1: really interesting move to yeah. make as an artist. Yeah. Um, After we're done, I oh, will listen to it. Yeah, we <laughs> so should. What you think. Yeah. But that's what. That's what. Um, so this is something that I took away from again that uh, like Burn Power and Paul Vanderclay their conversation. But when they were talking about so something that Burn Power talks about is he goes through like the, the history of clowns and mimes and and puppets and all these things. Is yeah, like so what is that? What, what is that? He, he's trying to say like how did we get from clown? Which is a symbol of, like, fun and carnival and distraction and joy. But everybody knows
0: clowns are freaky, right? Clowns but are always that's terrifying. His, that's,
1: what he, that's what he spends, like, an hour really? doing, is saying, like, how did clowns become scary? I don't know
0: anybody that isn't scared of a clown.
1: Right. Clowns are... But that's not, but that's a current thing. That's not what clowns were historically. Yeah. Clowns weren't always scary. So and how how so he's saying, why problem? are they scary? What's going on with that? And. And and what they a lot of what they come away with is that we we've gotten to a place in society that's come to like where society is a um, like the title of the Paul Vanderclay video as I think is like um, Joker and the Divination of Fun because that's a brilliant Paul if you're listening that's a brilliant title. yeah um, but it's but it's kind of well Paul's pretty brilliant but um, it 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 ends up being like. Um, clowns which are the symbol of like escape and joy and fun and mass but they've turned into the very thing that we're afraid of and it's terrifying us so what that is is like when you take something that's fun and distraction mm-hmm. and it getting away and you divinize it and make it the ultimate thing like it will destroy you it will turn on you and destroy you which is what the joker is a symbol of mm. in a in a in a big way is um is this, uh... I mean, it's that just
0: the nihilism of consumerism? I just started reading Brave New World by Huxley. Huxley. Yeah. Um, I mean, which I, I know nice. hardly...
1: What's that? Yeah, I've wanted to dive in, but I haven't
0: yet. I just, I'm, I'm reading The Forward by Christopher Hitchens. Okay, and yeah. Just he a loved
1: Huxley, yeah. Well, just The
0: Forward alone is brilliant. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. I can't wait to read this book. Yeah, but, um, it p- Apparently it was that, just in 1930, what one when he wrote it, like he just saw hedonism going to its extremes and just he was so turned off by it. Even though he he was an atheist, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But he was just like, we're separating sex and procreation, we're pursuing hedonism. Hitchens Hitchens, was
1: pretty conservative, actually. Is he? Yeah. Well that's what he was, yeah. Interesting, wow. Which Um, a lot of people don't know, but but it's kind of a Well Sam Harris has some interesting well, everybody does once you actually, like, get past the simple labels. Yeah. Um, but the, the divination of fun thing is interesting because it's, um, and I didn't realize this, but they, but he made this point in the podcast, I think Paul did, of, of and they were both talking about this, he and Byrne, but he was saying, even like our, even like our, our parting greeting to each other, we'll just be like, have fun. Or like when you see somebody, you'll just be like, oh, was it fun? Or did you have a fun time? Or like, how was school day? Was it fun? Like when you start, or even how was church? Yeah, should we go there?
0: Sure. How was church? Oh, it was good. Why was it good? Oh man,
1: they played the best music. Yeah. Pastor had the best. You know, it's it's all about entertainment. We live in a we live in a fun in a fun obsessed society. What's Which that, is consumerism, um, hedonism, all that stuff's connected. What's to that it? book?
0: I think we even talked about it on Voxer, "Amusing Yourselves to Death." By, yeah. um, uh, uh, that was back in the '80s. What was his name? Neil Postman. Neil, Neil Postman. Yeah, yeah, I haven't read it, but yeah. it, it's—I mean, back in the '80s, yeah. from what I hear, it was a—it was a prophetic. What's it was, it it was Paul, one of those books that was yeah. like 30 years behind the time. Yeah,
1: or Paul ahead. talks about that book all the day, all the time. Do you know who? And just randomly, I mean, I heard actually Zach Galifianakis. I was watching some interview, and he brought up Neil Postman, amusing I mean, ourselves. It's kind to of that. a pro-
0: prophetic book. I mean, it's, yeah, because back in the '80s, we were maybe doing that, but not to the extent we are now. Yeah. I mean, um,
1: and I think that's true. Is like I don't know. It, it started have, so like even with my kids, I've started to realize. After watching Joker and realizing this fun thing, and then my kids talking all the time, and just things that we talk about, and like Halloween recently, and how we approach Halloween and different things, and I start to just—I feel like even though I can't articulate what all the things are, I feel like I'm just like sensing Joker uh, application huh. everywhere.
0: What's and your I'm- beef for Halloween? Let's go there. Let's let's <laughs>
1: let's uh, look at Halloween through the prism of. Of the Joker. <laughs> so, well, I mean, if you think about it in terms of... And, I mean, and I don't know a lot of the history and the evolution of Halloween, but what Halloween is now is just, like, put on, like... And, and this isn't everyone. This, I mean, this is a cynical take on it, right? Like, some people do it better than others. Some people do homemade costumes, and they go around, they have fun things. But, like, if you do it in the the worst way possible you bu- you either like you don't do anything homemade you go and buy like the cheapest made costume that's probably made like overseas by slaves with unethical you know fabrics and and that's going to be thrown away into a landfill and and you know won't won't biodegrade <laughs> And um, and then and then you go around. you Keep yourself up at night thinking so deeply. Yes, I hate all this stuff. <laughs> and then you, and then you walk around. I never to, thought about <laughs> drives me crazy. Yeah, and then um, and then you walk around to all these neighbors. Like, and my, and a Threatening them
0: with violence if they don't give you I mean, you theoretically, candy.
1: but you just say, like, and, and it's not always as bad, but, like, you run up there and get candy and then run away because you're just trying to amass as much candy as you have. Like, as yeah. limited human interactions <laughs> you have so you can get as much candy as you have that are all these, like, little individually wrapped packets. There's no homemade stuff because you can't do that. And then you have tons of garbage that's just going to end up in a landfill with plastics. How do you live in this world? It's hard for me. It's very hard for me. This is why I told you. This is why I told you next year me and my wife joked I need to take a silent retreat. You
0: do. Like you can't eat a Snickers bar without feeling guilty for ten different reasons. Yes. There's a lot of reasons. (laughs) The chocolate that was forged
1: by slaves. uh, The (laughs) wrapping that's going to... Nothing about it's true, good, and beautiful. It drives me crazy. Um, and, and like there would there would be ways there would be ways to potentially go about it and do something of a of a similar spirit that could be good but but it doesn't end up being that and so like so all of that so to bring it back to Joker, all that's centered around fun, me, consumerism, individualism and like and like it's not it's not it's not a complete binary, it's not complete back and play. Yeah, right. Like there's there's fun interaction with neighbors, the kids are having a good time. Like it's not it's not the end of the world, but what I start thinking about is like, is this is this more like human connection and love and and overall health, like, mm-hmm. at the end of this, or is it more just, like, isolation? Like, is this moving us toward or away from a Joker-like reality? Wow, wow. Versus 10 years ago. Yeah. Versus 20 years ago. I think wow. we're moving more and more towards a Joker-like reality. So, so I've often
0: thought that, like, with so many different things going on in culture right now, politics alone but then social media the outrage culture polarization we can even throw in you know race race conversations and tensions and lgbt stuff sexuality and gender and women and there's so much this volatility the biggest question is where are we going to be in five years two years 10 years and Is the Joker? Because I I do feel like I do feel like there's an intentional, some kind of intentional commentary on all that stuff built into the fabric of the storyline of Joker. I can't make sense of it. I can't. I don't know like where exactly it lands or whatever. But like it's, I on some level it, it seems to be showing the inevitable outcome of where we are going as a society that if you move yeah. like if you keep acting chaotically you will have chaos I mean that's a simplistic way of putting it but I mean if you think that there is a clear line between good people and bad people and all white people are bad people and you know the they're, they're the oppressors and everybody else is the oppressed or, or vice versa or whatever like any kind of groupish tribalism any kind of mob, Mentality yeah. will lead to chaos both on a corporate level as we saw in the movie but also on an individual level. Like yeah. he, he is almost like the embodiment of corporateness. I'm just thinking out loud here. But, well, I mean, he's the embodiment
1: like, of like the larger riot. Of, of the larger riot, yeah. yeah. The, where where the, they both
0: come together in a character of the Joker. He represents almost yeah. the well, I don't know how he would represent the the rich but at least the good and the bad like he has this goodness to him this badness to him and, and it's just his interacting throughout the movie um, and it kind of I don't know plays off the different communities that are represented
1: so the what's movie, the, yeah. so how do we move away from that
0: yeah you, I guess I mean I, that's that might be one of the underlying points is like kind of like the book of Jonah like the book of Jonah doesn't have a it just it brings you face yeah. to face with your own hatred of the enemy your own racism your own ethnocentricity and says, what are you going to do with this? The end. Like, I don't have the solution. You go figure it out. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like the Joker ends. It almost ends like kind of like the Book of Jonah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it's kind of like jazz, right? It doesn't, it doesn't give doesn't you a resolution. Yeah. yeah, I mean, which is frustrating. Like even in that final scene, I was like, it's not going to end here, is it? This can't be the ending. Like, give me yeah. something else. And it was like, yeah. it ended with that kind of. Almost like No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Right, just where the ending wasn't an ending. It was just kind of like... It's like yeah.
1: it ran out of... <laughs> Open-ended. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. And I think that's what's... Um, I think really good... I don't know. And people don't... I don't know. Maybe people get annoyed with people saying things like this. But I think really good art really is... I don't, and I don't know how to say it. it's. It's not that it's completely subjective in that... In that there's no point to it. Like, it's just, it's all up to your interpretation. No, I don't think that's true. There's but,
0: always but, a point, even but, if but, the point is, not But I no think point. there's
1: multiple interpretations going on. It's the kind of thing that, mm-hmm. um, like, I don't know if I was, I think I was maybe telling you this, but I think that's what defines almost a classic, is a classic, even when it comes to literature or books or movies or anything, it's something that's speaking to a particular point in time, but it's so but it's so deep and complex and good I'll check it out it's so deep and complex and good that it that it not only is gonna speak to that particular point in time but it's gonna speak to future periods in time and past periods of time because it it taps into something transcendent and in yeah. order to tap into something transcendent of course it's got multitudes of meaning you know yeah um because it has to so um you know I don't know. We're getting we're
0: paying a check here. I think it I think might close a little early. So yeah. Um, man, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, so people might wonder. It is rated R. The movie's rated R. We haven't even talked about this. There's a few violent scenes. It was a lot less violent than I thought it was. You, I, I yeah, thought it was, you were expecting
1: something. Worse. I thought it was
0: super like hideously gory, but there was a few yeah. violent scenes. It was nothing more than Gladiator or something. So, yeah. I, mean, I don't. And even like swearing or there was some. You know, he's kind of a... Thank you very much, much. yeah. Um, Yeah, there's, I mean... there's kind of porno, you know, so there's some, like, quick... Like, you know, half a second flashes to kind of hit some of his... Porn stuff, but it, well, it wasn't. I mean, of course, yeah. I think it should be rated R. But it wasn't nearly as bad as some rated R movies I've seen. I mean,
1: I mean, I think a lot of the rating. I, I mean, I don't know. Was I it don't like know, the, just the intensity of it. I or think the, that's a lot of it. Is there was a lot of intensity, but yeah, it's not like if you had to break it down to it, like it's the. And it's funny how how that stuff can hit people because yeah, the violence. It's not a. The violence that's in it is definitely dramatic and intense, but like it's not. The bulk of the movie, I don't know. I mean, if you had to break it down percentage wise, like five percent of it's violence. Well,
0: the first two thirds there was nothing. There was no like hardly any swear words or violence in the first two thirds. It wasn't even. I was shocked. I, I thought it would be like, oh my gosh, am I going to stomach the gore? Is how I. I don't know why I, I,
1: think,
0: I thought that. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of it is the intensity. Yeah, it's not like a Saw movie. Or something, you know. But
0: but even the violence, and look, I'm, I believe in non-violence. So I, of course, you know. But I, I, feel like it was, it wasn't graphic for entertainment's sake. It was just real. Like, yeah. If a guy got shot in the head, that's probably what it would look like. Yeah. And it was it was shocking. It was disturbing. Yeah. How how I, hate, I don't know how this is a bad word, but I mean how well they well how accurately they portrayed what it would look like but it was like I don't think they were trying to glorify the violence they were trying to say if this happened which it does happen in real life (coughs) this is what it would look like and there was only really I mean honestly I only remember two I mean the subway scene is just people getting shot it wasn't anything but like when he smashes the guy's head against the wall and then shooting the Murray those are two that were just like a little bit more shocking but it wasn't Again, it wasn't glorifying violence. It was just portraying the reality
1: of violence, which I think there's right. a big difference. No, I, I think that's true. And then even the... Um, I think what is... Um, so I've referenced this a few times, but like Burn Power, this guy who does some commentary on it, one thing that he says is that you... A lot of times you can go to a comic book movie kind of in the in the Scorsese sense of it as a um, as a way to just kind of like escape escape things into these worlds of like superhero fantasy but he says one thing the Joker doesn't allow you to do is to escape into this fantasy world because because a lot of people will escape into this world of imagination where like oh I'm I'm a superhero but he's like you don't want to be in that world
0: interesting he's like that's the kind of
1: world where like it doesn't allow you to just be like oh I'm in this fantasy world of Mm -hmm. the Joker that's a terrible world. Sure. Yeah. Like, it's sure. not a fun world. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Wow. And I think the violence really allows you to, um, I don't know, it's just, it's uncomfortable. Like, everything about him is uncomfortable. But like, I, I, I think a movie without
0: violence, not that every movie has to have violence, but I always make a distinction of, is it simply recording Sin and addressing sin in its narrative, which is just real life. Yeah, the Bible filled with violent things. Doesn't mean it's morally right. 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 Versus, is it is it glorifying
1: you know sin or violence right. or whatever? Um, right. So, well, yeah. and even I remember because like well and all. So like I had a conversation afterwards with my parents about the Joker because I they was see just it? thought no, <laughs> no, they wouldn't no because it's rated Yeah, well just because I don't know I'm sure they saw on the news or something about how terrible it is or <laughs> something like that. And um and my dad was saying something about how violent it was and bad and it's glorifying violence or like it's just such a violent movie. And I was and I was trying to kind of have this nuanced conversation I with him it was of that. just being like the Passion of the Christ is violent. You know, like yeah, what exactly. is, it, it's not, it's Way not. Way less violent than The Passion of For sure. Way less. For sure. And so then you have to say like, what is, what is the violence doing? What is exactly, it about? Exactly. Yeah, like, what's the
0: function of the violence?
1: You know, it's, it's not. Is it glorifying, I mean, right. it's
0: cliched, but I mean, is it glorifying it or For is, is sure. it critiquing it?
1: Right. And. There's nothing about this movie that's glorifying violence. No,
0: not at all. Um, right, we gotta get out of here So, uh, yeah, you've been listening to Theology of Raw Luke Thompson, Preston Sprinkle Talking about the Joker um, I don't know how to close this out I, I, You know, I would Yeah, how, how many stars do you give out of five?
1: five is this a five star? Five? Um I mean Out of, out of all the <laughs> Movies that I've seen recently That I think are Culturally significant and meaningful I mean like I was telling you, this is this is the only movie. There's only a few movies that I've seen multiple times in the theater. This being one, and Silence being the other.
0: Monday, we saw it Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Yeah, that
1: either we're losers hey or we're super. How are you doing? We're definitely not losers. We're winners. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, because I started to doubt myself. I was no, like, yeah. Wait a minute! I just went to a movie. That with six other people right. in the theater at two in the afternoon, and I got this massive bucket of popcorn and a 32-ounce right. Diet Coke, right. and I put way too much butter on that popcorn, which you refrained from anything, because you would... So I'm a hero. <laughs> you probably saw this being... Let alone, okay, let's forget watching an R-rated movie as immoral. Maybe that butter was immoral, but anyway. That's what I was so, most traumatized by. So yeah. <laughs> you were most disturbed when, when by it. When
1: I'm in a the theater, whenever I'm in a group of, like, few people, I, I don't take it as, like, we're the weirdos. I just think, like, we're the, we're the few. Everybody else who's not the here few is few in is the least, that's, right? that's right. Why would
0: watching a Joker on Monday afternoon at 2 p.m.? That's right. Alright, we gotta cut it out. Thanks so much for listening to Theology Interop. We'll see you next time on the show.